Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Big day today. Well, it's always a big day because every day is the Super Bowl. 11 a.m. Eastern, the next batch of moonshine will be released. Go to danpatrick.com. First come, first serve, because we've sold out the previous batches in less than an hour. But you get your opportunity. Salted caramel is the new moonshine that we're going to have. We have an azalea moonshine a little later on. Maybe watermelon moonshine. Maybe maple flavored for the fall. We've got you covered with moonshine. And it tastes great, by the way. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And uh, we have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. The uh, great draft analyst, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network, will join us from the Combine coming up. And uh, Hall of Famer John Smoltz will stop by as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Yesterday, during the show, we found out that Jalen Carter, the uh, former Georgia defensive tackle, was uh, booked and released on misdemeanor charges. Not sure what will come out of this. Normally, they give you what is the worst-case scenario, maybe a year in jail. This might be something where you plea out. Maybe there's probation there, community service for uh, Jalen Carter. And we'll talk to Daniel Jeremiah. How does this influence, impact Carter's draft status? We've seen this over the years where players have dropped Remember uh, Lyle Collins when uh, he was, what, at LSU? Yep. And he dropped because of what he was involved in off the field. And uh, he dropped out of the draft. And now he's proven to be a very good offensive lineman. But, you know, when we hear character issues, and we had heard character issues, and I put that in parentheses, uh, you know, Todd McShay pointed that out recently about character issues with Jalen Carter. And uh, here they are surfacing again. Uh, Laramie Tunsil dropped in the draft, but not that far, but he dropped on the night of the draft because there was a video of him where he had a, a, a mask that he was wearing doing bong hits. And uh, still, you know, I've seen a lot of things in 40 years doing this. That's one of those where you're going, okay, I'm watching the draft. There's a video that, surf, you know, uh, that surfaced, and even people who are working at the draft hadn't seen this video. It was circulating on social media. 
And I remember trying to text somebody who was working the draft to say, have you seen the video? Have you seen the Laramie Tunsil video? And then they eventually got back to me and they said, no. I said, you got to see it. I got to see it because this is going to impact Laramie Tunsil. Now he dropped down to, I think, 13th in the draft. But, you know, lost money initially. But, you know, he's been a very good offensive lineman. Who's going to take a chance on Jalen Carter? If you want to say taking a chance, is Jalen Carter going to do a public interview at any point? Maybe if I'm representing him, I don't have him saying anything. Not yet. Wait until the investigation is over. Then if you want to say something, you know, wrong place, wrong time, however you want to phrase this, but the less you say, probably the better. You did speak to teams at the Combine before you left, and uh, he was arrested, booked, and released on misdemeanor charges. Kevin Durant made his debut with the Suns. He makes it look easy. He had 23. There was uh, one point where he blocks a shot and goes down the other end and hits a three, and I went, Kevin Durant's back. Uh, spring training numbers are up offensively, so the time of the game, down about 30 minutes, they're taking away the shift, and there's more runs and more scoring. It's been a pretty good couple of weeks for Major League Baseball so far. And any kind of positive numbers, baseball's certainly putting it out there. But uh, spring training numbers, I'm finding myself watching more spring training baseball because of this. And as a result... That can only help out baseball. You are, are more familiar with the players, uh, everything that's going on. Now you're watching differently how long they're in the batter's box, how long it takes to get in there, when the pitch comes, how long are they taking. So there's a lot of things that are involved in this. Instead of just, although I did watch a baseball game, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, and uh, it was the Astros were playing. I think there was something like 18 batters who struck out, 15 who walked, and then there were three home runs. It's basically, hey, here's Major League Baseball, a lot of pitches and a few home runs in there. But you're, start, you're starting to see where more stolen bases, more movement, which is what I've been saying, hoping for with Major League Baseball. Give me more movement during a game, get in the batter's box, and throw the pitch. And I always wondered why, why the umpires allowed other people, other players, to dictate the, the pace of a game, the tempo. It should be on the umpire. The umpires should have said, get in the box. Or pitcher, let's go. And I would, say, I would say to the managers, here's the deal. This is my ballpark. This is my game. And I want you guys get on the mound, get in the batter's box. Okay. No nonsense here. Let's go. Let's play baseball here. I'm not going to let this thing drag out. Because they do have an ego. They tell you what their strike zone is. Well, why wouldn't you dictate how quick a game is played? Nobody wants to be laboring out there for three and a half hours wearing, you know, uh, the uniform that they have to wear. It's like, let's go. Get in. Let's go. Play base. Play, you know, play ball. They yell that, but it's the last time where somebody yells, come on, let's play ball. I'd be saying that all the time. Let's go. Get in. Let's go. Get ready. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense over the past couple of decades. Why didn't Ump speed the game along? But did they have, at the end of the day, I don't think they would have had authority to do anything. Let's say a pitcher just didn't listen. It kept going out. And but in. there's a pitch count or you know, a clock there already that's been in place for a long, long time. It's almost like it, w it was in place and got, got pushed to the wayside over the past. But I would say to that pitcher, hey, I, I want you pitching. I, you know, you're going to be on the clock. 
And then I would say to the hitter, that pitcher, you know, just so you guys know, I want you in the box and I want you pitching. Yes, Eden. Those relationships are already so contentious. Yeah. And what, now you're going to speed everybody up? There's, like, there's no way players would listen to that unless they were forced to. Yeah. Well, they're sort of being forced to now. Yeah, no, that's good. Right, exactly. Just, these are small things. Major League Baseball allowed this to happen. And, and if I'm a hitter and I'm in the batter's box, this is my moment. I'm on TV. And I'm going to milk it for as much as I can. That was my walk-up song they were playing, not yours. Yeah. Yeah, did you hear that? That was my walk-up song. And then I'm going to just adjust my gloves, look down the third base, adjust my cup, all the things. Spit. Yeah. Yeah. All the things that, uh, you would, know. Would that be your order? Gloves, spit, cup, cup check yourself? Yeah. And then see if there were any, uh, you know, shorties <laughs> who were there checking me out. Yes, Mark. What's your walk-up song? And that would be that'd be something I'd have to work on. <laughs> it wouldn't be "Hungry Heart" by Bruce Springsteen. It would not. But um, I don't know. I don't know what song I picked the last time. Yeah, we did this about a decade ago. What would our walk-up yeah. songs be? Yeah, I, th- I think it was like we were picking the least threatening walk-up songs, like "Sailing" by Christopher Cross. <laughs> I would probably do. I don't want to work. I just want to <laughs> bang on the because then everybody would be happy to hear. You know, when you come to the plate, now batting. Number three, the shortstop, Danny Patrick. I don't want to work. I just want to be. Yes. Mine today would definitely be Paul Davis. Gonna be a cool night. That <laughs> yeah. song's been running through my head almost for 24 hours now. Yeah, Marv. That Marv, would be my song today. Marv's been handling the music there. It's gonna be yeah. Yeah. Now batting, the second baseman, Poochie Buns, <laughs> Satan yeah. O'Connor. Love songs after dark. O'Connor. Yeah. Poochie. Come on, Pooch. Come on, you can do it. Come on, Pooch. Oh, Dad. Little bingo, little bingo. You know, I always recommend Simply Safe Home Security. U.S. News recently named Simply Safe Best Home Security System of 2023, 2022, 2021. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. SimplySafeDan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Seton O'Connor, what's our poll question today? Uh, I was going to go with because and I apologize if he's already commented on it, then this is going to be really stupid. But I've been looking a little bit and I haven't seen how he feels about the matter. But John Smoltz loves the rule changes, hates the rule changes. I'm going to say he loves the rule changes. You think so? Yes. Even though he's old school, I think that he is going to say I love it. Moves the game along. As a pitcher, I want to be able to get into a rhythm. I don't want to be waiting. And, I, I, you know, Aaron Judge was interviewed during the game yesterday, and he's being asked about, you know, the new changes. And Aaron Judge said something that really stood out. He goes, you know, when you have to get back in the box, you're, you uh, are not thinking about the previous pitch. And he said, I, I get out of my own head. Because let's say there was a pitch and you go, oh, God, I, I missed that. Ugh. Or I just, I should have hit that, that, that one out of the park. You don't have time to do that. So it's, there's the pitch, step out for a second, get back in. And he said, I don't stay in my head with that last pitch. And I thought it was, you know, when you think about it, athletes don't think in the moment. They think to get into the moment. But once you're there, it's, you know, I asked John McEnroe, how do you explain what you do? And he goes, I can't. I just do it. And I'm sure same thing if you ask 
Tiger and Jordan or whoever, they they get ready for the moment, and then they just do it. The last thing you want to do is think. Imagine if you're over a putt, and you're like, okay, I can take all the time I want. What if there was a, a putt clock where they said, hey, you got 10 seconds. I don't think there is a putting clock, but if they did, you might find numbers better because those guys are like, I over the pot. I got and then people at home can call in and be like, he went over the clock. He actually took too long to putt. I just need to call Is that, that the one sport that we call in? Losers. That's the worst. It's the worst part. But I don't know if there's a hotline he that, grounded the club. that you can uh, call into. Like the NFL. Uh, that was holding on that play. It, is there a number that you could call in? Are there operators standing by? You know, but it feels like in golf. That that's where they're going to, because you got to police yourself, and we're policing you while you police yourself. Yes, you. Yeah, back to the Aaron Judge thing uh, where he's talking about thinking. That's one of this, my sneaky favorite parts of Bull Durham when Kevin Costner is at bat, oh, and yeah. he's going, he's like, quick back, quick back, quick. You know what I mean? He's yeah. talking to himself. He's like, oh, come on, of course he's going alone away, or whatever. Like, he's like, what do you got to meet? And he's talking to himself through the at bat. I just think that's a, it's like a sneaky and, and, part. And he steps out. He's like, ah, yeah, like yeah. I, I'm in my head here. Because he's thinking of Annie. He's like, <laughs> but I love where he's going to go, okay, all right, meet. All right, bring me, all right, yeah. bring me the phone. Come on, meet. Come on. And then, quick, quick back, quick back. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. Yes, Todd. But isn't in baseball something to be said for a hitter that, unless it's some, some kind of superstition, and Nomar took it way over the top with his batting gloves and everything, but getting comfortable before 100-mile-an-hour pitches coming at you, where maybe it takes a few extra seconds to uh, tug at yourself and get yourself uh, a little more comfortable and situated and not feel rushed to get ready for some okay, breaking ball? Okay, but do you need more time for 95-mile-an-hour? Or do you need more time for a 98? It's a good or, question. You don't know what the next or, pitch is going to be. Or 100? I... I Get in. If you've done your homework, then you know what the pitch, what you think the pitch is going to be. It's not even the mental aspect of what the pitch is going to be, just as far as just getting yourself comfortable and preparing yourself, you know, you're pulling on your short, your pants and everything. Well, you've seen a hundred. It's not like us when we got into the batting cage and we saw a hundred and we go, oh, whoa. (laughs) They see a hundred every day. It's not like they go, man, that seemed like it was a hundred. You don't have to get ready for a hundred. You know what I'd have to get ready for? Clayton Kershaw's curveball. Because <laughs> that's the one I'd be like, that's not fair. The fact that the San Francisco Giants have a, pitting, a pitching machine that will simulate Clayton Kershaw's curveball <laughs> is awesome. But the Giants had to, you have to program your pitching machine to go, okay, throw like Kershaw. Can you throw like DeGrom? Imagine that. Yeah, see. And then it'll mix up the pitches yes. for you now, too, where you could get an off-speed pitch, and then you get a fastball, and then you get a breaking ball or whatever. You don't really know what's coming. That was The advancement in that has been fantastic. Yeah, they'll do it where they let the, the pitching machine come up with the sequence. You don't know fastball, curveball, slider, changeup, whatever it is, but that pitcher that day that you're going to face, and let, what are his pitches? He throws slider, he throws curveball, he throws this. And his fastball is 92. I think you can program all of that where you get an idea of what you're going to see before you see it. What if you're going to face a guy that doesn't have good control? Can you, can you program the pitching machine to, to like dust you off, buzz the tower? Yes, Todd. 
that was one of my concerns, even though I faced an actual human being. When I saw a couple of you guys go in against the machine, did you have any concern at all for those really fast pitches that what if the thing malfunctions? It's just a machine. Well, we did sign a release form. And then it, reason for that. Then it said to notify next of kin. But I wasn't too nervous when I got in there. I figured if I got hit, you know what? You wear it. Oh, badge of courage there. Show everybody where you got hit. 100-mile-an-hour 100, 100 fastball. Unless it's in the ribs. Ooh. If you've ever got hit by a pitch Ooh. in the ribs, that's where you want to cry. The ankle. The ankle when you foul it off. That was just the yeah. worst. Like, ah! That was like an immediate cry. Ah. And then whoever came up with this stupid idea to rub dirt on it. Like, <laughs> right. rub dirt on it. Come on now, back in the box. Get, come, come on, on <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> no way. That just killed Yeah. All right, let me take a break. We'll come up with a poll question. We have NFL Combine news coming up. We'll go to the Combine, uh, well, via radio and TV. You can watch this program on Peacock, by the way. You can download the app, and you can watch for free. And you can see all the memorabilia I have in here. Thousands of pieces of memorabilia, an unbelievable uh, basketball court, football field. Are we going to run the 40-yard dash at any point this week, or are we waiting till next week? <laughs> By we, you mean you guys, somebody else, because I'm not doing it. You're not doing 40? No. You're, you're not running at the combine? You're just I'm, doing interviews? I'm just doing interviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about, I'm not throwing either. Do we want to do our measurables? <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. I'm coming into a combine a little heavier than expected. <laughs> I'm, not even doing, I'm not even doing interviews. They always take me out of context. <laughs> I always yeah. put my foot in my mouth and talk too long. Yeah. So I that. Yes. Can you imagine somebody interviewing Fritzy? And all of a sudden, they're saying a cat or dog. And then Fritzy's not going to give you cat or dog. Well, is this a puppy? What are we talking about? Is this a pre-trained dog? Or is this like a service dog? What are we talking Gonna about? Going to take a break here. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Big day today. Panini America. Seaton got the cards in. Trading cards of the Dan Patrick show. Actually, oh, that's it. Okay. The box. You actually have two. Oh, Two boxes. Yep. I like it. Yep. Uh, now, I mentioned the official trading cards of this program. Also, NFT Marketplace, PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain for one-of-a-kind digital cards. Panini is also the official products of the NFL, NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Keep an eye out on the Panini NFT platform, one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. What that means is select NFT holders have access to on-field experiences, could be backstage at UFC, uh, NFL games, Panini NFT trading cards, giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one of one NFTs from every pack. You can share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards. Visit PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading cards and NFTs, of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This program brought to you by Mercedes. They say good things come to those who wait. Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at NBUSA.com. 877-3DP-SHOW, by the way, Operator Tyler standing by. Say good morning to Chat Row and our radio affiliates around the country. All right, Seton, poll question that we're going to go with is... We're going to get the uh, audience, see if they think John Smoltz likes the love the, the rule changes okay. Okay. or hates the rule changes. Right okay. now, 54% say he hates the rule changes. Okay. There's a little bit of a perception that they benefit the offense. At least that's the way I'm reading it, right? Well, it seems like that so far if runs are up and, and uh, batting averages are up. And like just like the thing you said with Aaron Judge, he's like, oh, no, I like it because I don't think about the pitch more. Well, that would be a disadvantage to the, the pitcher then, right? But then I thought yesterday we were talking about this, that the benefit would be for the pitcher because they can dictate the tempo of the game. Since they have longer to be able to throw the pitch than the hitter to get into the batter's box, the pitcher can make that hitter wait if he wants to. But uh, we'll talk to John Smoltz about it. Fritzy's now sending me bad walk-up songs. You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, you don't want to go up to that. You're No Good. How about Loser by Beck? That would be terrible. Yeah. Any any uh, other songs in there, Tom? came across a song called Unathletic Me by a Julie Wilson. I wasn't familiar with that, but that right. uh, came up in a search. And Pressure, Billy Joel. You don't want to admit that you're nervous getting up to the batter's box. <laughs> okay. All right. Just some... Suggestions. Just a few thoughts of what you don't want to pick going up to the batter's Bad, bad walk-up songs. 
Now we'll be inundated with bad walk-up songs. Probably. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. All righty. Maybe right. uh, the audience should pick walk-up songs for us, oh. sort of in that vein of. Okay. That match okay. each guy's that personality? That sort of match our personalities, But yeah. in that vein could be Carly Simon, you're so vain. It could be. You, Who would that be for? Yeah. Me. Who? You, me? You? 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 Me? We're me? doing that Spider-Man meme right now. Me, you, 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 Paul. <laughs> I, I hate that Carly Simon song, You're yeah. So Vain. Yeah, because the song was about him. Yeah. You, you're so vain, you probably think this song is about you, but it was about him. So how, he's yes. not vain. You're just playing some, one of those weird mind games. Yeah. No, but she's saying that without your name being named in the song, when you heard the song, you said, ah, this is about me, without knowing it's about you. Yeah, but it was about them. Yeah. But so, he so didn't know right. that before said song was released. <laughs> she, yeah, but it was about says, them. Though. You probably think this song is about you. No, I know this song is about Did yeah, Warren Beatty knew, know when, before the song came out there was a song coming out about him? You know who else thought probably that song not. was about? Carly Simon, because you wrote it about him. It's deliberately about that one person. But if you listen to that song in the chorus, <laughs> you can hear Mick Jagger. Don't know if you know this or not, but Jagger sang back backup vocals. Now, he probably had a different motive for helping Carly Simon uh, sing that song, probably trying to hook up with her. But you can hear him when she says, you know, you're so vain. You hear Jagger going, you're so vain. And and so it kind of stands out there. But uh, Jagger's <laughs> in, vain. <laughs> stop me up. <laughs> stop me up. I'll never stop. Okay. Back in the 70s, 1972, Carly Simon at 96 Rock. Here you go. My favorite line right here. Your scarf was apricot. Okay. It's... Well, listen for Jagger. And all the girls dream that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner. And you're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. Don't you? Don't you? Oh, yeah. You're so vain. <laughs> I heard it. I, I heard it. Right there. I heard it too. I heard it too. <laughs> that was definitely Mick Jagger just there. Yeah, I'm telling you, Jagger, I heard it right there yeah, at the end. Jagger is right there at the very end. Like his voice trails off. She finishes. You're so vain, and he's like vain. Yes, yes. He so, are we supposed to expect that Warren Beatty's listening to this song and he's like, "Wait a minute, I have an apricot scarf," <laughs> but it's probably not about me. But there's some other things that uh, went getting... to Nova Scotia to see the total eclipse of the sun. Well, wow, that's funny. And I, I, I went on that trip. And I have. A, uh, it's probably not about I me. I look in the mirror and watch myself walk by. As and I, I have a, a horse and uh, that it, it naturally won. Yeah, but it's probably not about <laughs> me, though. Yeah, Paulie. So uh, seven years ago, uh, Carly Simon did an in-depth interview with People magazine. She talked about the song. And she had denied, she would kind of shaken people off for years about who it's about. Shake it off. Uh, Shake it off. She had dated other people like David Bowie. Uh, I think she was married to James Taylor, Mick Jagger, yeah. David Geffen, the producer, Cat Stevens. So all those people were being bandied about as names. Hmm. Carly Simon told People Magazine that the song is indeed about Warren Beatty, but only partially. She said specifically the second verse, 
where that ends with clouds of my coffee, clouds of my coffee. It was specifically about mm-hmm. him and a, a specific day. Yeah. But she said the, the fact that her years, Warren has thought that the song is about him sums up why she wrote the song. <laughs> yeah, because she wrote the song but about she him. She wrote it. It is about him. Right. It's not where you go, you know what? You're sending me a vibe here. I think it's about me. And somebody said, no, no, it's not about you. It's the guy behind you. The guy behind, not you, you. It's like not the burn she thought it was this 50 years yeah. or whatever it's been. If I'm Warren Beatty, does this bother me? You wrote a song about me. Like, yeah, that's how in my, your head I am. But, you know, you might say, well, it wasn't a positive song. I don't think Warren Beatty really cares. Before, you know, he ra- he, before Warren Beatty wraps it up, he should date Taylor Swift for like a month. And she could do an album on it. Mm. And a little, little. Yeah, well, he did date Madonna yeah. for a little while. Not only am I so vain, I'm also so awesome that <laughs> your song about me made your entire career. Yeah. That's how awesome I am. Well, she did do Anticipation. Yeah. And that became a ketchup commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much, you know, she got, you know, with ketchup money. But uh, she did corner the market on ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> ketchup jingles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we need a we need a jingle for uh, Heinz Fit. You know, Carly Simon. Yes, Don. You can make the argument that she's kind of vain too. Anyone that goes on stage to perform in any way has to have a little bit of vanity and self love to think, "Wow, I've got something to show everybody. I think I'm pretty great." You should listen and listen to me. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. <laughs> Just, just getting into that kind of business means feels like, like you're psychoanalyzing Carly Simon when you really should probably turn your attention to you. Yeah, that <laughs> might be me too. Hey, I think I'm pretty funny. I'm going to go on stage. I think I'm a great singer. Check me out. I'm going to go on stage. Are you more like you're so lame if you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> we are not. We haven't been drinking the moonshine already. Just to let everybody know, after eleven o'clock when it comes Who's out. Who's we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little the sip. That's all we did. All right. Just a taste. Yeah. All right. So we got combine news here. We got combine news ish. And one of the big stories this week is Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback. He was listed at six foot 184 whilst at Alabama. There was a report by uh, Todd McShay that he was five, ten and a half. Now, today is Measurables Day. Oh. You know how much we love Measurables Day. It's marked on my calendar. And you've given me the green light to break into live coverage. Yes. With any measurables. Any measurables. Even in the middle of the Daniel Jeremiah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't so, matter. Jonathan Jones, the you, fine... You could interrupt the Dave Roberts interview. Will do. Right. Jonathan Jones, the fine writer, reporter for CBS News, quote, talking with folks in Indy, there's a belief that quarterback Bryce belief. Young will weigh in near, maybe not at, but near 200 pounds. So there's reporting on the weigh-in that hasn't <laughs> happened yet, which I love. Speculating. Speculative weight gain. Right. So there are people also reporting that, like other people are losing weight, he's been trying to put on weight the past month so he could weigh in at a high number. So there are reports people think he might weigh in at this. Sources close. It's not a report. No. Right? It, it's, right? a, it's a compilation of beliefs. Well, this goes back to when Shefty right. was talking about the belief. He had a report on the belief that Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded. To be fair, Jonathan Jones knows what he's talking about. He said, again, there's belief that quarterback Bryce Young will weigh in near. But it's not a report. No, it's a <laughs> consensus of opinion in Indianapolis. Now, there's more to the story. Okay. Let's say he comes in at 5'10 and a half even and 198 pounds, right? Hypothetically. Do you want to play guess what Russell Wilson measured at the combine game and then followed up by the guess what Kyler Murray measured at the combine game? But here's the thing about Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Those are former baseball players, and they're built differently than Bryce Young. But 
let's say Bryce Young comes in at 198, and you as a GM go, nah, he's got to weigh at least two. So two pounds, we can't take him. Or he's 5'10 and a half, he's not 5'11, we can't draft him. Is somebody going to be that analytical where they're going to go, we can't have a quarterback who's 5'10, 192 pounds? Is that going to change anything with him? Yes. Yeah, is there any chance that he, what, he's 21? Yeah. Is there any chance that he grows more? Sure. Yeah. But he's not going to get taller. I mean, he might, but not. it's not all of a sudden he's going to be 6'3 when he <laughs> shows up to camp. No. When guys show up to camp after having, you know, the summer off and they're usually jacked. Yeah, like, right. Can he be filling out a little more still? Like, that 198 is like, oh, by the time season comes around, we'll get him up to 205. Well, I'd like to know uh, the size of his parents, and that might give you, give you a better They're indicator. also measuring at the they, combine. Yeah, yes. Yeah, come on, mom and dad. Yeah. That's tomorrow, parental measurement day. Yeah, mom and dad. Uh, let's see. So, Russell Wilson will weigh more because he was built that way with lower body, his legs. Same with Kyler Murray. There's very little coverage of Russell Wilson at the combine because he was not a hot prospect. But he measured uh, five foot ten point six, so basically five ten and three quarters, mm, okay. just under that. So that would only be you know two eighths of an inch more than Bryce Young reportedly. He weighed two hundred four pounds, so five ten and three quarters for Russ, two hundred four pounds at the combine. Now the bigger story was Kyler Murray when he went to the combine. There was a lot of I'm looking back at these stories. Mm. They thought he was going to measure five eight or five nine. And which they a lot of people said that would be the kiss of death. Kyler Murray measured at five ten and one eighth inches at the combine and two hundred and seven pounds. Okay. Uh, uh, the bonus with Russell Wilson, he had the biggest hand size of anyone in his quarterback class. Made like ten point two. Yes. Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray, the coverage was quite positive that he was over five ten. And you know, you wouldn't think that when you're around Kyler Murray, you wouldn't think that he would be bigger than uh, Russell Wilson. Because he, I don't know, like when, when we saw him in person, he didn't, he didn't seem as filled out as Russ did. Russ seems solid. Bryce Young is waif-like. You know, he's, he's uh, you know, Victoria's Secret model built <laughs> at 5'10 and a half and uh, a sinewy, you know, 128. But is he the right quarterback for Chicago? Uh, that that's the thing. If you find your quarterback, not a quarterback, find your quarterback, and you think he's worth going all in. You know the Colts are they moving up? Um, you know what did the Texans do? What did the Bears do? It feels like it, it, even uh, Seattle. You know, we've talked about this. I wouldn't rule out. How many times is Seattle going to be up there in the you know top five? Have an opportunity to get a quarterback. You and and it's a gift you got this from the Russell Wilson trade. And I think they're going to look at drafting a quarterback there. Colts are going to look at drafting one. Uh, the Texans. The Bears are going to trade their pick, reportedly. Yeah, Paul. And that Denver pick is the fifth pick of the draft that Seattle has. That is a total bonus. Nobody expected Denver to be one no. of the worst teams in the league. No. And you get this opportunity. But once again, I don't want to take Will Levis just because he's the last quarterback on the board. I want to take him because he fits what we want to do in Seattle or Indy or Houston, wherever it might be. That's where you get caught up in what other sport do you say, well, we got to go get that. Not not necessarily the guy we want, but we got to go get a quarterback. I mean, it's really flawed. 
Now, you might do that with offensive linemen, and we're fine with that. Hey, we, you know, we got a couple offensive linemen. But with a quarterback, your quarterback can't be average. And if you're going to go get the quarterback, get the quarterback that you want. And I think sometimes teams, you know, kind of they uh, fall prey to that. Hey, we got to get a quarterback. Is that the quarterback you want? No, but we, get, we got a quarterback here. Man, that's dangerous. It's where you get fired. Yeah, Paul. Don't you find Detroit fascinating at six? They got that Rams draft pick, which no one expected the Rams to stink this year. Yeah. So the, the, but the Detroit's in a position where Jared Goff played much better this year. They were a tick away from making the playoffs. They seem to be going the right direction with Jared Goff. He's under contract, doesn't make a ton of dough. He's in the prime years of his career. He's 30. Do you, do you draft a quarterback at six? Or do you say, no, no, just build? If the quarterback we want is there, let's say he is. Let's say let's say they love C.J. Stroud, and he's just sitting there. And you don't have to do anything. And he, would you take C.J. Stroud and keep uh, Jared Goff for this season? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Goff was great last year, but if the the Lions get Jalen Ramsey, which is you know a real possibility there, your offense is really good. Can you do something defensively? Uh, with that pick, you got two first-round picks. I think Detroit's in great. I think Detroit's in a better position than any other team in that division. No, I, I do. But I thought the Lions were going to make the playoffs this last year, this past year. I, I like their coach. I like their approach. They do have a very, very entertaining offense there. And you know, they they lost out on a couple of early games. They lost close games. They were dangerous at the end of the year. You didn't want to face them. <laughs> I always like that. You know, the last team you want to face when you get to the playoffs is them. Right now? <laughs> it wouldn't be the Chiefs, actually. I think we... I, <laughs> Lions, I don't want to face, but I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Marv. Going into next season, the Lions and the Jets, legit playoff contenders, and they can make some noise. I hope. Thanks, Marv. Oh, you got it. <laughs> make some noise. Man. That pretty much put an exclamation point on uh, this uh, segment there. You're welcome, guys. Yep, you did it again. <laughs> well, it is it is Marv Madness here. Ah, yeah. Let's, go. Go. Let's get it. Yeah. Come on now. I love it. Marv Madness. All right, we'll take a break. Play of the days up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Oh my God. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Tatum is rolling. Let's see if Mobley can check. Jalen. Pulls away from sending a screen, so Tatum steps back into another three. Who's next? Who's next? 27 points in a quarter and a half for Jason Tatum. He's up to 29 for the game. He finished with 41. He's got 20 career games of 40 or more points, one behind Paul Pierce for second place on the Celtics all-time list. That's courtesy of the Sports Hub, Celtics Radio Network. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. They do something really awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything you've earned doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants all doubled. You can see more, learn more. Discover.com slash match. Uh, Joel Embiid took the night off and uh, Tyrese Maxey scored 27. Sixers beat the Heat. How about the Knicks? The new and improved Knicks, they had 81 points in the first half. They blew out the Nets. Uh, let's see, anything. Bucks won again. Anybody care? 16 in a row. Milwaukee made 26 three-pointers in the game. That's uh, the most in the NBA this season. Brandon Ingram, Dame Lillard each had uh, over 40 points. Uh, that was the uh, Pelicans win over the Blazers. Let's see, anything else that's in there? Uh, did the Spurs won? Yeah, 15-47. and 47. All right. They're back. Is that a good thing? And then uh, Houston got the title back. They're, they've lost 11 straight. By the way, 
Um, Houston, I'm fascinated. Whenever anybody has a great night, I always go, first thing I say is, was it against the Rockets? The Rockets this year have allowed at least one opponent to score 30 or more points in 38 games this year. In the last 30 years, only one team has allowed a 30-point score in more games in a season. Desmond Bain scored 30 as the Grizzlies topped the Rockets last night. All right. Uh, let's see. Update the poll results there. Seton O'Connor from the first uh, 50 minutes of the program. Right now, the audience is pretty split. If John Smoltz likes the new rule changes mm. or hates the new rule okay. changes, we're at a 53, 53% right now says he hates them. I think he's going to like him. Yes, Paul? I went back and looked at John Smoltz's pitching repertoire, which you could easily find on YouTube, and he had a very specific routine. He would pitch kind of fall over to the right, look down, sweep his foot, and stroll back to position. I wouldn't say he was delaying things, but it, he definitely had a, a specific routine that was kind of a walk around. What hitter takes the longest time or took the longest time? I, I'm talking about modern, not Nomar Garcia Parra, who is the, you know, he's the godfather of this new rule. But is there, I'm sure they have, you know, numbers metrics on how long it takes for somebody to get into the batter's box. Adjusting everything, looking down third base. Because now we've taken that that away, that ability to drag this out, get your air time, camera time. Now get in there. Let's go. Yeah, Paul. I do have the slowest working pitchers of the past decade. And there's names like uh, Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Zach Grinke, Verlander. There are some of the guys also very successful pitchers. Uh, you Darvish, they would take over 25 plus seconds between pitches. Scherzer wasn't, he's not a quick worker. This is, goes back a couple uh. of years, but early in his career, he was, uh, uh. slow, one of the top 10 slowest working pitchers. Maybe that's changed. Okay. And when you try to look up, uh, like the longest batting routine, yeah. it's still no more. That oh, comes yeah. up like he, even when you try to Google something out, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just endless videos of his edited together. I just give him just call it the Nomar rule, and then people will then learn about Nomar Garcia Parra, how long it took. You know that we'll look back and go, how did they allow this to happen? And even now, when you look back at one of his at bats, you're like, how did the umpire not say, dude, not after every pitch? I mean, talk about uh, you know OCD. I mean, there's some issues there. Yes, Mark. Up, oh, sorry, Paulie. People forget about the gloves. People had to, uh, he did the thing with his feet. Oh. He did a little thing with his feet yeah. that took another 15 seconds after he did the batting glove, oh you know, routine. Yeah, Paul. I have, a, just from a couple of years ago, uh, Logan Morrison, a hitter, and uh, Adubal Herrera, 29 seconds to get back in the box between pitches. Average. That means they, after the pitch, <laughs> they walked out and they didn't enter the box until 29 seconds. They even had this guy Herrera in a game where he took 43 pe seconds between pitches to get in the box on a certain pitch. He kept one foot in the box so he wouldn't get in trouble, but he wouldn't step back and address the pitcher for 43 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine anything else. Imagine you go to a concert, and then the artist sings and then waits 39 seconds. Just walk around, <laughs> got to adjust, got to get a sip. Uh, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, okay. Tune in their guitar again. Yeah. <laughs> 
But imagine if the NBA didn't have a shot clock. I mean, the fact they have a shot clock or the NFL has a play clock. Yes, Todd. But even for a performer during the song, because it's during an at-bat. So imagine in the middle of singing the song. Forget about between <laughs> songs. You're stopping in the middle of the song. Take a break. Are you eating today? I am not. Okay. Does it sound like I have something? Yeah, sounds mind? like you've been chewing. <clears throat> no, that's where you, you turn the microphone <laughs> off. Oh, yeah, so I should have pressed that. I pressed the wrong button. I got a little frog in my throat. It happens with me sometimes. Right. You good? I think so. Right. Yeah, Paul. I actually found a story from the New York Times examining why pitcher uh, hitters take so long in the batter's box and do the routines. It has nothing to do, obviously, with the, 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 the gloves being loose. It's about a routine that they do every single time to keep them from thinking. And the, the hitting coaches have told them the psychology behind it is, yeah, when you get out of the box, do this, do this, do this. So it's the same thing every time. So you spend more time in your routine and less time in your own head. But why don't you get right back in the batter's box? Therefore, you have less time to do anything to even let something creep into your head. This article doesn't address that, but it said it is a directive from hitting coaches to build a routine, quote, that you do every time. And I've talked to certain players that we've, we've known in the past. They do the foot sweep, the plan of the foot, the twist, and then look up, and they do it every time. Almost like, I guess, uh, if you're hitting a drive and you have a similar routine. Yeah, but we get on Sergio Garcia because... He couldn't swing the club. People are yelling at him, counting. John Smoltz, a little bit later on, will head to the NFL Combine. Jalen Carter's situation, how's that affect his draft status? Daniel Jeremiah will join us. One hour in the books, two more to go. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.